the countdown? Oh, uh, not, <laughs> not necessarily. I know what you're going at. <laughs> I was just when I was going to start getting professional. Okay, well, you do the countdown. In three, two, one. It's on me. I never do the countdown, so this is a little weird. Hello, everybody. Hey, um, guys. I know it's been a while. But it's been a minute. We're back. Okay, we're back. We're back. Yeah. Uh, it's spring break time, so honestly. We're not even in the same space. I miss you. I miss you, too. Hopefully, I'll come and see you next week. I'll but, see you at work, child, this oh, week. Right. <laughs> oh, uh, that's not the same, though. It's not the I same. I know um but you know spring break just passed for many people so we were just relaxing trying to catch up vacation vibes or whatever so forgive us for not being here but we're back now um and we're coming back to you with a part two highly requested a highly requested episode of our growing up african dot 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 american uh episode (laughs) (laughs) so to start off, we wanted to do a little game to show truly how African we are or aren't. Mm-hmm. Take it away. Okay, so this game, guys, first of all, hey, I missed y'all too. Um, we haven't recorded in a little while, but we're getting back into the swing of things. Like Mona said, we took a little brief vacation, but we're back. So this is our part two of our, one of our like first episodes. Yeah. It was like yeah. maybe two like or three. This was a while ago. Yeah, it I looked was a while the, ago. the date when I was like going back and looking at the episodes, and I'm like, dang, it was over a year. So, um, we're going to talk about, you know, our experiences being African immigrants, children of immigrants. I was like, well. are we immigrants? I'm an immigrant. Well, that's true. Technically, I was technically. planted into this country. I don't you know. You were how to naturalized. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> naturalized citizen. So, I saw this little game on TikTok because that is where I spend most of my time now. It's finally happened. I'm down That's the rabbit crazy, hole. Because I'd be sending you stuff on Instagram. You don't even be replying to me, but you'd be on because TikTok. I don't be on Instagram. I already told you that. I'd be on Twitter uh, and TikTok, the two T's. Oh my gosh. Isn't that like so, crazy? I do be trying to respond to you on Instagram. I go on there occasionally. Only to respond to you because I don't really post. Can you look at this post I sent you on Instagram? All right. You only did that for the corpse blue one. No. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So um, I saw this game on TikTok. It's, you know, like the infamous put a finger down if this scenario has happened to you or you you have experienced this so we're gonna kind of just go through I know you guys can't see us maybe we'll actually do a TikTok someday but um we'll go through and touch a few bullet points and share our thoughts so number one question is well statement put a finger down if you have had your parents threaten to send you back home um Well, you yes. have a finger now. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were, they were gonna already leave me there. <laughs> well, I mean, like when you were a kid. So these are mostly like growing up scenarios. So, uh, you know, whatever age range you want to assign to them, but it's mostly you know, in your childhood, in your youth. So, yeah. 
for sure. That's, that's something that African parents frequently try to do. Which I especially don't understand. When they feel like, like you've done something wrong and you need to be corrected. Because is Africa a punishment? That's like, what I'm saying. It, I guess, or what they're trying to say is it's a luxury to live here. We don't know what we have. We need to be more appreciative. But I feel like, especially now having gone, I would have been living large. My aunts and uncles would have spoiled me after a while. I know, but like pre you going there, we thought it was a punishment. Mm-hmm. Or we thought it was like, you know, us being disciplined or whatever, like them trying to threaten us to feel scared to, you know, correct our ways so that we could stay where we are. All right. Yeah, but, so that's number yeah, one. So but I agree with you. I agree with you that it's definitely not a punishment at all. Like, obviously, we would prefer to be there at this point. <laughs> Okay, so put a finger down. This is number two. Put a finger down if you were told you were too skinny or too fat by a random relative. Finger down instantly. <laughs> I ain't um, got no fingers up, child. They all down. I feel like you experienced, I experienced the fat when you experienced both. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like there's no happy medium. Um, and it'd be people that don't really even see you on a regular basis. They don't think we related to you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, everyone is your auntie and uncle, but at the same time, I don't really know y'all. And it's like you have to forcibly respect them, even though. Never mind. Uh, yep, finger <laughs> down, finger down. Yeah, Next. I think weight is a weight is a big topic. Yeah, I'm like just where I'm in a lot of countries. You can't be mad. I'm eating good. Like I live in America, all we have is processed food. Like, I don't think that's even it. I think they just find a way to like just criticize your appearance because I don't know what they expect this to look like, but they just always find a way to criticize your appearance. Or if you're, if you're not eating enough, they'll say something. If you're putting on weight that you you know I'm they'll say something because they'll say you're fat and then they'll be like hey 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 i'm like please no my self-esteem has already been dragged enough yeah because it's actually offensive to walk into an african household and be offered food and to reject it yep. or to be like oh i'm not hungry and they be like are you sure you know mm-hmm. not doing anything and i'm like child i'm already full they be acting like it's okay but they secretly got the arthur fist out period so mm-hmm. so if you ever come across that guys it's a trap agreed um <laughs> so oh, wait, three, wait 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 i yes. did see a, a thread on twitter about that though it was like some african parents like they're either their aunts or like their friends will like tell you come and eat but they slick trying to poison you did you see that not poison Mm-mm, yeah they're talking about how how evil the aunts and uncles be but they're like so the children are like so why are we still going over their house and they're like you oh, have to I, thought, I think i saw something like the last part but yeah this part <laughs> they will be like yeah they try to poison our food and blah blah blah, blah. i'm like yeah uh, <laughs> i don't know about that one <laughs> okay um the next one is Put a finger down if you've greeted someone 
and I'm I'm referring to specifically someone older mm-hmm. the wrong way yeah definitely finger down <laughs> I think <laughs> why do you say that twice when I was younger I definitely gave somebody my left hand <laughs> I think a few times on accident Can you break or down why that's the wrong way because I feel like um, a lot of people don't know. Some people are left-handed. It depends on where, yeah, that's true. I think it depends on typically where you're from, but left hand is used for certain things. Right hand is typically um, the dominant hand as well as the basically the hand you use for respect. So you usually use your left hand for more unsanitary things. Um, like wiping your booty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> So you're not supposed to, and then it's like kind of awkward trying to shake somebody's left hand. Honestly, I'm not sure exactly where that stems from, but I think because you're right-handed. But what if you're left-handed? No, I'm. No, I'm saying because you're right-handed. What if you're left-handed? I would think that's your default. Like, I don't know. Oh, why is that was weird? Yeah, I wonder what dad does. Dad's left-handed, but he but he shakes with his right hand because he grew up because he's African. Obama's African too. Yeah, mm-hmm. he grew up in Hawaii, so that don't count. But anyway, he is African. Well, well I don't think he grew up around all the customs. <laughs> I'm sure he shakes with his right hand though, because majority of people are right-handed. So I think that's probably where it came, like, like originally came from. Most people right-handed they use their right hand, and then they just kind of branched off from there. I'm guessing. I don't know. I'll probably look into that. Well, I will say, um, I think greetings are very crucial um, in our culture because, you know, they're showing a sign of respect, at least to someone that's like, quote unquote, your elder. But it can get tricky because sometimes, you know, people be like just kind of slightly older than you, maybe like less than 10 years. And they could be considered like an older sister or something. And you'll say, you'll still say like, hey, auntie or tanti sava. Like you'll say, you'll still greet them as auntie. And then sometimes they're like cool with it. And then sometimes you're like, girl, I'm not your auntie. I'm not they old. Like be young. So I'm like, it's a fine line for sure. <laughs> I think the rule of thumb is we just try to assume that our parents, friends, or cohorts are referred to as auntie and uncle. That's a key word. You know, like I said, it can get tricky, but at the same time, like, that's kind of like a rule of thumb. And Mm. greetings are very important, like how you address people and just the respect that you have for them being your elder. That's something that we emphasize a lot. Agreed. Yeah. For the person who did this, did she have all her fingers down by the end? I think they were, or the majority of them were. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it was like 10 questions. She had at least seven. Like it was, you know, a passing grade. But anyway. <laughs> or failing. <laughs> or failing grade. <laughs> so do you have any other points for this one or you want to move on to the next one? Oh no. Let's go on. Okay, perfect. So the next one is Put a finger down if you've ever cried or gotten frustrated when your parent was trying to help you with your math homework. Um, I really don't know. With my math homework, honestly, I was generally good at math. I don't even remember. If somebody helped me, it was probably you. 
Yeah. Same thing. Well, I do distinctly remember dad helping me with my math homework. Um, and it was, and it's funny because when I was younger, I was just like, why do you guys do math this way? But then I realized that that's the better and easier way. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like in school and stuff, especially Nena's age, like Nena's our little sister, she's 12. Um, and in their math classes, they try to make things more complicated and go yeah. around about ways trying to solve equations when it's really just one plus one equals two <laughs> and then just trying to make it complicated. So <laughs> you stupid. So I I do remember times where I would get frustrated of dad trying to teach me math, even though he was very good at math, but it was just different the way that he learned it with like the long division and all these other elements that I, I wasn't used to or they didn't they didn't do it that way in class. So I was like, okay, well, can I really do this on my exam? Because that's not the way I learned it. <laughs> I was like, you cheated, bro. Because how did you learn Me? this? Yeah. How did I learn it? Well, I mean, after some time, after him kind of breaking it down, I learned his way. So mm-hmm. it was helpful, like in the end of me, like trying to solve certain equations, like, you know, unless I had to specifically show my work and it, and it has to be verbatim step-by-step what I learned from my teacher, then I could still solve the equation either way. Like I learned two methods. So I think that was beneficial. Yeah. I feel like the question is more so asking like when your parent gets frustrated with you and they start knocking you upside the head, then you start crying. That's who's out. I think it's really what, it's, what she was trying to say, but uh, you know, <laughs> keep it family-oriented. <laughs> no for real that's true like if you're not understanding it or you're not grasping it and they think you should be grasping it because that's just the way right yeah 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 I, I, honestly I don't remember I, I think I'm gonna keep a figure up with this one I feel like I, I would have probably been traumatized and I probably would have remembered if it happened so yeah yeah <laughs> okay um so another um scenario was Put a finger down if your parents over ever told you under false pretenses, might I add, to tell to tell them the truth and you won't get in trouble. Yes, finger down, a hundred percent. There's cameras in the house. Da 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 da. If you lie, this time the third will happen. So you better tell the truth. <laughs> the gag is there were never cameras in the house until now. Until so. now. Until now. <laughs> Which I'm is like, crazy. All these years. And now, now you decide to get tech savvy. And it's crazy because everybody is like passing me by and I don't know what happened. I'm not tech savvy no more, I'm saying. So, I mean, for me, I definitely have heard this phrase and, you know, they're just trying to bait you, which I think is important to be honest. But at the same time, as a little kid, you'd be kind of petrified because you're like, mm, okay. And then you say it and you still get whopped upside the head anyway. <laughs> or if you're like us, you would have to hold your ears and squat a million times. Oh yeah, that was ultimate punishment. Honestly, I feel like that is the reason why I can stand for hours. So it was punishment <laughs> then, but I'm grateful for it now because mm-hmm. I'm strong. <laughs> and I don't cry when I have to stand for 12 hours at a time actually I do but it's better (laughs) yeah was that all the questions yeah well that's our little game to kick off the episode um now we can get into it some more with some 
other topics. So I find it, I find it very interesting how I feel like if you've grown up in an African household, you have known your parents, at least from a female perspective, to go from zero to 100. So, um, and let me break that down. What I mean by that is different scenarios growing up. Um, scenarios. <laughs> You're not, so for us, like dating is very much discouraged, forbidden. Yeah, it was like discouraged or forbidden. non-existent. <laughs> Forbidden when you're, you know, a young girl growing up. Um, and it's so funny because you'll be like 10 and they'll be telling you this and you'll be like in high school and they'll be telling you this. And then as soon as you hit your 20s, they'll be like, why are you not married? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that doesn't, not, the math is not mathing. The math that they taught me before was not mathing. I think it's because the concept of dating does not exist. It's like a 90 day fiance type of thing or a love is blind type thing. Mm-hmm. It's like you get married instantly after a couple of weeks. So I, I don't know. I see benefits to both sides. And I, I think um, I was watching a couple of times about an arranged marriage how they've worked out for so long I'm like well that's great you know um I wish it worked out like that for everyone but at the same time there are people who dated for years and they got married and they didn't work out so um, you know but for us that's pretty much non-existent and I want to keep all my fingers and toes (laughs) but since you are closer to that age of getting married how do you feel about it um, I understand that that's like a, the way of life in a lot of African countries and people, I feel like we're getting less and less away from arranged marriages though, but that's something that was very prevalent before. Um, I get that, but at the same time, if you're raising a kid that lives here, um, you're gonna have to adapt and be flexible to their, like, to understand their experience and not, if they're denying or if they're not very comfortable with the idea of, like, going from, like, no male contact to, like, being married (laughs) the next day, that's strange, and I feel like that's why a lot of kids are, a lot of African kids growing up in the U.S. are rebellious, like, sneaky, not just speaking for myself, even though I had that phase, but she was bad. I, I do think that's <laughs> why it leads to that. Mm-hmm. And I wish there was some like transition period of like exploration and acceptance with the fact that like, okay, well, I still do need to slightly know who I'm marrying or slightly get to know this person and having the grace and the space to do that and I mean to rhyme but anyway (laughs) so how much time do you feel like it's a good amount of time to get I don't know I really stopped putting time stamps on things because I realized it doesn't work out that way every time I put a timeline on something it doesn't work so I really don't have the answer to that 
So I, I can't put a time frame on it, but yeah, if you if you know, you'll know, and then you can share that with your parents. I feel like my parents personally have become a little bit more receptive to that just because they've had to, like they haven't had a choice. <laughs> but um, I do wish, like I said, that there was a transition period and you being, I feel like our parents always say that they want to be closer to us and get to know us better and um, get our genuine thoughts and feelings on things. And that's a way to do that. Um, and I hope to do that like with my child one day to not just ambush them. <laughs> ambush, ambush, ambush. Yeah, well, ambush makeover. Yeah, and that actually got me thinking which I have a question for you later on. Um, but I, watching you having to go through that is kind of helping me. Unfortunately, the first child always has to take the hits and then the children following after kind of can learn from and navigate a little bit better. Um, mm -hmm. But since all of us except one are girls, it's all going to be a little difficult um, with that. So I think uh, as time goes on, they will adapt a little bit more to that. But it really does, I think, depend on which region and what type of parent you have. Because I know a lot of African parents that um, are a little too lenient, even for me. I'm like, are you sure you're African? Uh, I have what is friends. too lenient? What does that look like? Um, basically, they're letting... I feel like they're raising their child like they're American, which is nothing wrong with that. But um, well, you have to share how that's different, how that differs. Yeah, like they'll let their kid be out until like the crack of dawn, for example, when they live with them. Like if you're living by yourself, that's different. But when they live with them, I ain't never heard no African <laughs> let your child be out that late, you know, or um, like they can like bring their friends over at a certain time doing certain things at home you know just living like a pretty free life um and I, a lot of times like without rules you mean pretty or... much yeah without anything strict or without structure I feel like they just kind of let them do whatever um mm -hmm. which in a sense you know it has its perks but at the same time if you don't have structure some people can do well with structure some people cannot and vice versa um but mostly all the African parents I know structure is like the number one thing structure yeah. um responsibility making sure you complete the task succeed blah, blah 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 and I I know a few parents that are just like yeah whatever do you boo I'm like oh it's like refreshing to see but I'm kind of concerned at the end like, I feel like it has its limits because I feel like if you do give your child a little bit of freedom that's positive because mm -hmm. then they won't be trying to seek that elsewhere or yeah. trying to sneak and do things and they can actually share it with you but if you just give them all the freedom in the world then they might go haywire so yeah. definitely needs to be that balance because like you said if it's the op the opposite extreme then they'll be sneaking around doing things that they don't want them doing and then there's trust broken all that stuff so you can't always have such a tight grip on people but you also can't just let people be gone for days and not even know where they are so. yeah 
yeah, I definitely feel like that's outside of the norm for an African household. Um, what is in the norm actually is speaking of living situations is living with your parents <laughs> for, you know, what you some right. people consider an extended period of time. So I feel like it's very customary for certain American households to pretty much send their kids off to wherever, whether it be school or, you know, on their own or to just be an adult once they reach 18. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that we do. Like our parents very much encourage staying at home while you figure everything out that you have going on. And for women, especially, I can only speak on my experience as a woman. They just want you <laughs> to be home until you're married and going into another household, which yeah. is your husband's. They basically don't want you to have to go through that adulting stage of living, like the apartment or like uh, renting, stuff like that. They're rather you just go from house to house. So I guess it's a security thing, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you know, I do think I do agree with them that 18 is too young to be doing that because you feel like you nurse know certain things when you're 18 just because you're that legal age and you absolutely do not. Yeah. Life does not hit you until way later. Um, and on the flip side, I do also think that sometimes it wouldn't hurt to have them live on their own if that's something that they can afford and that actually makes sense because you learn certain things through struggling that you would not learn being sheltered I I feel like a lot of parents especially African parents coming to the U.S. will try to shield their child because they don't want them making mistakes Um, this is a new place for them they just want to protect their child at all costs but sometimes the best way for you to learn is through mistakes or sometimes the best way for you to learn is through actually experiencing something so it's like a double-edged sword yeah you want your child to understand this completely but at the same time you don't want them to either get hurt or be put in a bad situation so yeah and I get the harmful aspect because this is a rather unsafe country if you really think about it like Mm -hmm. there's travel like there's tragedy happening every day there's just things left and right and you can't control what people around you are gonna do you can only control how you you know what you teach your kids at home so I feel like that's been becoming more and more apparent these days especially where we live um like for example young thugs one of his baby mamas was murdered like Mm -hmm. last week and it just it really shocked me over what it was over and the fact that he was waiting for her to do that like it was planned you know like it just it really was just it made me sick to my stomach and it makes me not want to go outside like ever which this this point is also leading to the question I was going to ask you later but I feel like I'm very thankful of even though this country is crazy I'm thankful for growing up here um, and thankful that our parents chose us and chose our success not necessarily over theirs but wanting us to have a better chance a better opportunity um because you know mom and dad could have stayed in Mali you know the American dream is sold so much that you don't necessarily know what's going to happen until you get here but I'm sure they figure it out 
it was relatively hard within the first couple of years. They couldn't move back, you know, but they stuck it out for us, um, which I'm very thankful for. And I say I'm appreciative of growing up here because even though we'd grown up outside in an American society, in our house was still straight African. It don't matter what. And um, I'm appreciative of that because I feel like I have the best of both worlds. And I say that meaning like I have the education, um, you know, to do certain things. I have the, like growing up here, I'm, I'm able, I've been able to learn certain things that I probably wouldn't have been able to learn in Mali or haven't gotten the opportunity to do so. But growing up in an African household has taught me how to face the world, face reality a little bit different, kind of make sure I stay 10 toes down for myself, make sure I don't um, allow somebody to disrespect me, make sure I know my worth, blah, 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 know how to interact with people. I feel like I, those are a lot of things I learned at home before I even stepped out into the quote unquote real, real world. So I did feel like I have the best of both worlds. Um, I feel like growing up, if I grew up in Mali, I would still of course be thankful for that. Um, but I'm glad I know what I know now. And then I can still always, knowing what I know now, go to Mali and learn more. So I can even have like an even more uh, level playing field, you know? So I feel like I'm able to operate in so many different situations with having both backgrounds. So I'm really the GOAT. We're really the GOAT. Mm-hmm. African-American kids really the GOAT. Yeah, I agree. I think it does give us the ability to operate and thrive in many different spaces. Like we're very mm-hmm. versatile. Um, and I am thankful as well for how our parents raise us. Like I say that all the time, but it's, it really shows like even in daily activities and tasks, <laughs> cause I'm looking at some people crazy. Like, but this is how you were raised when it's talk about home training. They are not kidding. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Remember how I'm always like, people love us not to like do yeah. our horn or anything, but like when, and mom always says, when you're raised right people like people want to be around you because you're pleasant to be around people know you're going to be respectful you're just a good person good energy to be around people love us people always flock towards us because we are raised right it's yeah simply put i agree i think there's certain things that you just get from your upbringing and with that equally there are certain traumas so there are certain things that we've tried to quote unquote unlearn or I don't really think it's like unlearning or so discovering new ways of doing things and being open-minded and realizing that you know that's like a traditional way but that doesn't mean that's the only way okay so that leads me to the question I've been asking wanting to ask you was and you know how we've been talking about raising kids a lot back and forth just kind of bouncing ideas off of one another and Mm -hmm. mom always says it's hard to raise kids and like us talking about it more and more without even having kids we truly are starting to realize that so what part of our African household and our upbringing and what part of what you see like uh, American parents doing would you instill with your kids like what what so far have you realized okay this is something I want to take from mom and dad and raise my children with, or this is something I want to take from in other interactions I see with families here that I want to raise my kids with. 
Why are you smiling like the Grinch? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm listening. Oh, to the you. Who's my bad. The Who's. I am. Oh, they Who be what Y'all know if y'all know me, y'all know that the Grinch has my heart. Like truly, I love that film. <laughs> Why do we love green animals? Like you love the Grinch. I love Shrek. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can make. Oh my god, that is hilarious. Um, creatures. I should say creatures instead of animals. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy Shrek would rather be an ogre than a white man. Anyway, team. So I would too. I would too. Um, what I do love and enjoy about growing up as a Malimuso <laughs> is um I really enjoy the communal aspect of our society. Um, just a little quick history lesson. When you guys ask if we live in huts or different areas, uh. no. <laughs> Obviously, certain parts of Africa are underdeveloped, and that is mainly because we were colonized by either the French or the British, and they just oh, left man. us for dead. So, um, just to let you know that Mansa Musa is still the richest man in history. Um, brush up on your Malian history. So I thoroughly enjoy being a part of a community of, um, especially when I went home, I could see that like people just enjoy other people's company. It's not like, you know, we don't have like maybe the fastest technology in certain areas or things like that, but we can just get along and enjoy each other just for, you know, enjoyment and not Mm -hmm. for materialistic things or wanting to gain something from somebody right or anything like that and I think that a lot of people from our country are very genuine Mm -hmm. now they do like to gossip they enjoy gossip gossip. they are very genuine (laughs) and like kind-hearted Mm-hmm. And I feel like something that's something that was passed down by generations and generations of, you know, like just different customs, like I was talking about earlier, respecting your elders and making people feel valuable because they are valuable and they all have a part to play and they all bring something to the table. So um, I, I love the communal aspect and that's how I hope to raise my family is like when people say that it takes a village to raise a child it really does mm-hmm. because you can't do it by yourself and you shouldn't have to like you should be trusting in thy neighbor to like you know watch your child when you're not there or, or at least that's what I want so it's just different things that are that I wouldn't feel comfortable or trusting enough to do here um because thy so neighbor that, be thy crazy. What'd you say? Because thy neighbor be thy crazy. No, literally. Thy neighbor, <laughs> thy neighbor be thy serial killer. So, uh-huh. like, I'd be even scared of going on dates, child. I'm, like, in the public, well-lit areas. Send me your location. Send my location. No, literally. So, it's like, people are, people are crazy. Like, you can just never tell. But I do That's think being raised the way we were, it gave me a lot of discernment to kind of not categorize people but definitely just see them at face value and kind of figure out who has good intentions and who doesn't yeah did you I do also realize huh 
I feel like you touched on it before, but did you answer like what values from here you wanted to instill? Oh, dang. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, I, one thing I do want to instill um, or just to have moving forward is the openness to be able to communicate like things that you think you'll get in trouble for mm-hmm. or willingness to share those things without thinking that there's even though there's a repercussion because if you've done something bad like you need to be punished in order to understand that it's not what you're supposed to do but um at the same time I think there needs to be some grace and you know realizing that if you're a young person you are just that a young person you're going to make mistakes that's the way that you're going to learn um and I really enjoy the fact that more and more black people and even some Africans are seeking therapy, at least the younger ones, and trying to understand why they are the way they are, why they do certain things, <laughs> and open their minds to change. I like that. I thought you were about to bring up a plan about something, right? Huh? You are about to bring up a plan about something. Plans? A point, a point. Oh, I really don't remember, but if it comes back to me, I'll let you know. I'll let you take the floor. <laughs> with the same question <laughs> uh, I agree with a lot of your points um definitely from our household at least the organization the cleanliness mom Oops. always made sure it was very organized and clean in this house we're not about to have a messy or dirty house I cannot do it I will scream um I will also implement like you said the family oriented part um just you know, wanting to be around each other, um, talking to each other, telling stories. Our parents are very good about um, telling us past stories from their childhood. Even my dad was telling me about how they used to torment each other when they were kids just a few minutes ago. Um, And I always love hearing stuff like that. So I want to be able to incorporate that part um, and the structure. I do feel like structure is important how I might do the structure I'm not sure yet I think once I pop that first one out we'll kind of figure out from there um but definitely some some type of structure um and just establishing respect from the beginning uh from the U.S. I would say yeah definitely openness um I feel like just not automatically ruling things out um just at least yeah I guess that falls under openness just at least trying or wanting to understand yeah wanting to understand I feel like is the biggest thing but wanting to try to understand you don't have to necessarily agree with me um but at least as long as you attempt to understand where I'm coming from then I will be content with that as a child and I will also give that excuse me to my child as well I would, at least I would like to so yeah I think it would be nice to not be as rigid in like our ideologies I think that's what it is like just kind of being flexible to new ideas and open to it and if it logically makes sense then like and if that's gonna work better and if you're gonna be working smarter not harder why not do it yeah so yeah that's where I fall in line as well so I agree with you um I do think that, um, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of want to have 
I wish I could have a panel. Like you guys, we didn't grow up with our grandparents. And that's something that I kind of just always, you know, craved, wanted. Um, I think I would have benefited a lot from, I think we all would have. Yeah. Um, and so I think it would just be so interesting to, if they were still here on this planet to have a conversation with our parents, with them and see how it spans from different generations. Um, we're actually going to do another episode on like generational curses and all that. So we'll get into that. Do you feel like we have those? There. Um, I do. Yeah. I feel like we have them. Maybe I just don't realize it is generational curse. Well, I guess curse is not a great word, but I will say cycles. Mm, um, okay. Cycles that are repeated, that are like common and, you know, no one has really challenged until maybe now. Mm-hmm. So I do that's what our this. generation is for. Our generation has yeah. definitely been doing a lot of damage in a good way, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly don't. I feel like if it isn't our generation, there's no hope. There's just no <laughs> hope after us because the, the even though technically I'm Gen Z, it's like the younger version of Gen Z. I'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. It's so funny because I was listening to our first episode on this topic, and mm-hmm. I can actually hear the growth. Because originally we're talking about, you know, different things that we encounter, like people pronouncing our names wrong and what we bring to school or work for lunch and being (laughs) made fun of. Stuff that don't even matter. Different things and like, you know, like fake dashikis, child. Um, Things like that. And while that's like fun and dandy and like great, Mm -hmm. I just actually can hear the growth because now we're talking about deeper topics and mm-hmm. uh, talking about, you know, how these things that we've experienced in our lifetime, how they're going to um, be applied to how, you know, our yeah, future yeah. generation. Yeah. Wow. And it's only been like what? Uh, it's been like a little over a year. So I'm yeah, going to that child. I don't know. This pandemic. Because we started in 2020, but we started in like July. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like July. Okay. Hey, it's approaching. It's already yeah. March. It's actually it's almost there. April. <laughs> we getting old. I think what it is. We're there. just getting older. And of course, as you get older, the things that your parents say, you start to realize are actually true or like you start to see them, experience them, and then you appreciate them more for actually trying to give you a heads up. Um, but you know, if you're hard-headed, you're going to learn the hard way. Yeah, but um, also I think it does take for something to happen to you in order for that to actually sink in if what they're mm-hmm. saying is like actually makes sense um I do think you have to receive that information for yourself even though they can be right in preaching this thing the whole time you're it's not being you know absorbed because it's not your time to understand it so yeah. I do feel like there's a time and place for everything and you know now in the ages that we are and the experiences that we've had since then it's definitely becoming more relevant and like did y'all have like a crystal ball or something well I think it's just it goes to goes to show never say never because Mm -hmm. you can't say something will ever happen to you even though somebody might warn you about it and then the same thing will happen to you because you said nah you thought you was God it's like you're you're a human chill out (laughs) sometimes you just gotta listen you gotta close your mouth more and open your ears more so yeah definitely but 
I feel like I'm content, you know. I appreciate you pointing out that we're actually growing. That's the whole point of this podcast. Um, And I'm excited for the new topics that we're going to talk about. I feel like we're touching on stuff that we mentioned before, but a different spin on it, getting other people's input. So I'm excited for these next couple episodes, honestly. Yeah, me too. And we're always looking to feature more voices. So if you guys want to be on an episode, you have a topic that you want to discuss, debate, any of the above, <laughs> let us know. And we can set it up. Well, stay Black, stay African, stay beautiful. And we will <laughs> see y'all next time. Okay, bye y'all. Oh, and for, of course, my other my other race friends too. Stay, stay you. Not say you, not the yearbook quote. <laughs> you know, I wanted to be inclusive. We love you guys if you're allies. <laughs> that's it. Bye. Oh. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>